Today, we are talking about why there won't be a foreclosure pandemic similar to 2009. Let's get into it. Thank you for joining us. So today we're going to go over why there's not going to be the flood of foreclosures that we think we're going to see compared to the 2009 crash, which we have Tom in here to talk about who lived through it in the professional sphere, which I know was very difficult time for professional real estate agents and people who have even been in it as long as you had. Um, so explain a little bit that scenario that happened back in the, the lead up to the 2009 crash. Okay, well, we don't have enough time in this podcast, so <laughs> sure. I am going to do the Reader's Digest version. What ended up happening back then is that they started coming out with new products. So the banks sell money just like the grocery stores sell potatoes, okay? Mm -hmm. You can buy a potato in the grocery store and you can buy a loan from a bank or you can buy money from a bank. What was happening is that they were running out of qualified buyers. So the government allowed the banks to change their standards on who could borrow money. And what ended up happening is we had all kinds of loans out there with all kinds of unqualified buyers buying houses. Now the banks felt comfortable because the prices of homes kept going up. The problem was, is this was a self-fulfilling um, prophecy where eventually the pyramid scheme had a collapse, okay? People are unqualified buyers because they don't pay their bills, okay? Right. Or they're not frugal with their money. They may not know they're standing financially or understand it. Exactly. Have the financial so, IQ. So what were ha what was happening is people were taking out two, three, four loans with no documentation, and they were buying two, three, four homes and then from builders and then waiting for them to almost become to uh, completion and then turn around and selling them to people who needed to buy a home. And home prices were going up so fast and there was such a small inventory. Mm -hmm. But the people buying were unqualified to pay the loan off. And they were using things like, you know, three-year arms that were, the rates were changing and they couldn't afford the new rate. Yeah. So they walked away from the houses. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, that's what was happening back then. Okay. And so in 2009, we had 2 million foreclosures happen, which yep. was unheard of for any real estate because that was the safest place to invest your money. Yeah. And that hurt a lot of people. Yeah. Because the saying always was, Joe, that, you know, buy real estate, it never goes down. Well, that got shot out of the sky. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so, so what is the difference? Like in 2019, we had 278,000 foreclosures happen. Uh, and now, basically year to date, and this was as of last month, yeah. we have 88,000 foreclosures. So even the, the lead up to what people th are thinking is the forecoming foreclosure market uh -huh. <laughs> isn't really going to happen because the numbers don't support that, right? So what's the difference between the 2009 and today? Well, I, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people would be shocked that I would be saying this, but the government actually did something good for once. That is shocking. They came, yeah, <laughs> they came in and they held the banks to a better standard of qualifying their buyers now. So we have a lot more qualified buyers right now than unqualified buyers. Okay. And the concept of buying property 
as the builder is building it and then waiting for it to almost be complete and then sell it, it's still there, but you're not buying five of them. <laughs> Where the lenders don't know you're buying five of them, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so we have this we have this demand for housing. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough supply. So any capitalistic society, it's supply and demand. If there's a huge demand yeah. and a small supply, prices will not go down. Yeah. Okay? Sure. Just the way it is. What the federal government's trying to do is slow down the demand by raising interest rates currently. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. but we still don't have enough houses on there on the market. So we're going to have pressure right now of, of still pushing houses house prices higher, mm-hmm. but not to the craziness that we had in 2019, 20, and 21. Right. And you know, in 22, it started to taper off. But here's why people aren't going to be foreclosed upon. Because their house price is probably 60% higher than it was when they bought the house. Sure. So they're not going to get foreclosed on if they run into some hard times. Let's say they're working for a company and like a tech company, they're getting hit pretty hard right now Mm -hmm. and they Mm -hmm. get laid off and they don't make enough money to make the mortgage payment. They're able to sell their house for a profit, take the equity in the house out, put it in the bank and go rent. Yeah. Now, there is the concept of rental prices going up. What we've seen is a, a, a lowering of rental price increases recently. Um, we're starting to see builders build rental houses. So in other words, instead of building new houses for people to buy, they're building new houses for people to rent. And I believe the statistics were last year, they were like 6.5%. This year, they were 12.5%. And next year, they expect them to be almost 20% of right. the houses being built, new houses being built, are being built for renters. Okay. Okay? Gotcha. So people who can't afford to buy a house, but they could have maybe afforded a $2,200 payment at a 3% interest rate. Right. Right? Right. So we only have 88,000 foreclosures in the year 2022. That is the lowest that I can remember. And I've been in this business for over 40 years. Sure. Okay. And again, the reason being is there's so much increase in the value of the properties that a foreclosure usually isn't in the works. Now, it could very well be that just uneducated people in real estate, and that's all I mean is uneducated real estate, get behind and they don't realize that they can sell their house and walk away with profit. They just don't pay the bank. And then eventually the bank forecloses the money that is over. They have to give back to the, to the owner of the house. The bank just satisfied the underlying debt and all the penalties. Right. But it needs to be in our industry, a concentrated effort by real estate agents and real estate companies to go out and educate the consumer that don't walk away from your house now. It's worth a lot more. Hey, everyone. We want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. We are also realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. Yeah. So so what you're saying is there might be some confusion as to what foreclosure actually is because someone may get upside down on the home. They could just sell it and satisfy the lien that the bank has on your home and walk away with money. Exactly. So they may not be a homeowner anymore, but they're not foreclosed upon. Correct. Correct. They'll sell their, they'll sell the asset. They'll 
take care of the underlying debt and they'll put money in their pocket and hopefully they'll put it in a bank and they'll wait till they get a job back and they get their job back and now they'll be able to buy right away. Yeah. Not like a foreclosure where you had to wait two to seven years depending on the type of lender you had and the loan you had and the person that you you know, you know were, yeah. whether you were an investor or a homeowner. Yeah. Um, so the best thing for people who are running going to be running into hardships this year, especially because they expect the recession come in this year. Yep. They expect layoffs. Now the, the new house, I mean, new employment record came out or report came out and we have an increase in employment, which right. is good. The stock market took up like 700 points this, this day today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but eventually we're going to start seeing layoffs and eventually people will probably not be able to make their mortgage payments. Right. Okay. Right. And in that case, it's, incredibly important for them to understand they have so much equity in their home. They should sell the home, take the money, go rent, keep their credit clean. They get back in employment. They can go back into the purchasing um, market. And quite honestly, if you know if you sold your house now, mm-hmm. all right, and you had a rent for a year, you're probably going to come back in the market at about a four and a half to five percent interest rate. Right. <laughs> that, versus a yeah. six and a half or seven that some people are still fearing is it may bounce up to and stay. I don't personally believe that. Yeah. I believe that rates are going to start slowly coming down and we should be in the fives by the middle of the year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And another program that was instituted, uh, a lot of lenders already had this. Uh, however, the government sort of backed the forbearance program. Yep. Uh, and and that is basically you're deferring the payments uh, to to tack on to the end of your, your loan. Uh, but it is up to the the lender to sort of figure that out with the buyer because they don't want to foreclose on the home. They want to keep you in it or, or you sell it to someone else. Uh, they would much rather have that than, than have that an empty asset sitting there that, that is stigmatized as a foreclosure. Absolutely. And all of those things. Now, uh, we did have a podcast previously about iBuyers yeah. and and their new foreclosure market, and I'll put that in air quotes here. Right. Uh, it's it's not really technically a foreclosure. So quickly explain that one, and then we could wrap it up. So what's happening uh, in the market, we're starting to see with these iBuyers, and that's the um, larger... I'm going to call them internet buying companies that are using Wall Street's money to buy your house. Don't use a realtor. We'll buy it from you, make it easy and all that. Yeah. Well, we're starting to see those houses selling now by those companies for 10 to 20, 25% below what they paid for it. Ouch. So that is that is an unexperienced company coming into the real estate market when it was crazy hot, yep. not understanding or paying attention to the turn that happened or where the market is going because they don't have the years of experience in the market. Sure. And so they're losing. And quite honestly, the, the talk on the street is money is being pulled back from those companies. Um, investors want returns someplace else. They're not getting the returns they expected. There's some losses or some negative numbers. Um, you know, um, Bobby Axelrod would have been pretty <laughs> upset uh, if it, he was the guy lending the money, right? Right. right. <laughs> Chuck Rhodes is right around the corner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, th- that's basically the investors are are calling the note in, even though it was bought with cash. It, it's an asset owned outright. The investors are calling in saying, "Hey, we need a return here, and we're not getting it because the market is now sort of shifting into a more neutral market." Yes, exactly. Getting okay. back to a, what we call a normal market. 
right. Right? Where the houses are on the market for three months. Yes. Not three hours. Pe- people, I don't think, realize that yeah. that's a normal market where it's yeah. three to five months where it takes that long to see an offer. And, you know, that there's a lot more negotiating back and forth that happens rather than one side sort of. Uh, dictating what happens in the yeah, transaction. Yeah, and so. I, I, I'll tell you, Joe, 40 plus years in his business, 45 years in his business, it's nice to see where the buyer doesn't have to accept no home inspection contingency, no appraisal contingency. Yeah. Um, as a homeowner and an investor, it was nice for a while when you were on the selling side. Absolutely. It was brutal. And in my opinion, a little unfair. I know that's a four-letter word, fair, because sure. it depends whose ox is getting gored. <laughs> sure. But as a real estate agent, it was really hard to watch families that wanted to try and get into the uh, home ownership yeah. market yep. and couldn't. Yeah. You know, because cash buyers, investment buyers were out there beating them out. Right. And, and our job to protect our buyers was really sort of taken, the, the rug was taken out from underneath of us to, to help yeah. protect them. And that was what it took to get yeah. under contract on yeah, the house. Yeah, and it was tough because we would have to tell them, we don't think this is a good thing for you to do, but this is going to be the only way for you to get the house. you got to yeah. make the choice. You want to postpone buying the house and wait for this market to settle down, yeah. or do you want to pull the trigger now? Yeah. Right? And a lot of them were concerned that if I don't pull the trigger now, the price of the house could be another 20% higher. So I'll take the the house that has, you know, a broken window or maybe the roof needs to be repaired or something like that. Right. Because that cost is much smaller than the appreciation of the property. Boy, yeah. Right? Ain't that the yeah. truth. Now, the people that have waited now yeah. are probably thinking, I'm glad I waited because <laughs> – we're starting to see the market slow down. And in some areas, like we just said with those iBuyers, mm-hmm. there's some pretty good deals on the market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's that's why seasoned agents are important to have on your side. Yes. And we're lucky enough to have 5,000 agents around the country. So if you guys are looking in your area, we'd be happy to refer you to someone uh, near you who, who can provide information just like this to you and, and their expertise as well. So feel free to reach out to us. All of our info is down in the description. Um, Feel free to follow our podcast, too, if you found any of this information valuable to you. And we look forward to on the next ones and appreciate, Tom, your expertise on this, though. You got it, Joe. Thanks for joining us. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. So thanks a lot, guys. See you next time. Thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team of Keller Williams, Southern Arizona. If you are interested in buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, we have 5,000 agents across the country that we can connect you to. If you need any free resources, feel free to check out our website at www.thetjkteam.com. We hope you have a great day.